Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I'm joined by Marcus Mays and Jacob Pierce. We get to talk plenty of MMA and kickboxing and all that fun stuff. Really appreciate Marcus and Jacob for joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm joined by returning guest, Jacob Pierce. Jacob, how are you, sir? Great. It's been a while. Thanks for coming back on. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, And we have first-time guest on the show. We have uh, Marcus Mays. Marcus, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. You're kind of someone that I've been familiar with your name at least for a while um, for the sake of like r- local MMA and kickboxing and beyond local even. Um, but if it's all right, since this is the first time I've got to chat with you, Marcus, could you do a little bit of an introduction? Where, where are you? Um, who's Marcus Mays? Where'd you grow up at? What sports do you play? You're a big guy. You do kickboxing. What sports did you play growing up? What brought you to pursuing a... I guess, hobby or career as a combat athlete? Uh, actually, mm, I grew up in the West End of Louisville. Uh, I didn't play any sports. I wish I did. Looking back, I really do. Uh, I guess, <clears throat> i say all through middle school, I got bullied pretty bad. Like, my ho- my home life wasn't the best at all. Like, it was an abusive household that I grew up in. And uh, I guess just uh, one day I finally got tired of getting picked on. And uh, one of my friends was just like, like some dude hit me. We're up at uh, Dixie Dozen. <laughs> I know a bunch of people uh, used to hang up, hang out out there all the time. Um, so it's going to be nostalgia for them. But 
Yeah, I got hit, and then I fought the dude back, and I beat him up, and he was, like, a popular dude at my high school, and, uh, like, I was still, I wasn't popular at all back then. Uh, But, yeah, I beat him up, and then I guess after that, at school, I started becoming more popular. Like, after that, people quit messing with me, quit picking on me, and then people start to like me, so then... I think it was probably like every Friday, Saturday night, we would go up to Dixie Dozen and fight. Like, me and my friends would go up there. And we never started shit for real, but, like, people would, like, if you knew what Dixie Dozen was back then, like, there was always fights. It was probably, like, there's a movie theater and a big, like, uh, strip mall. And probably, like, 500 kids would be up there. Like, their parents would just drop them off and leave them. So, you know, there's all kinds of wild shit going on. But, yeah, um, I guess that's what started. And then, so, me and my friend Dylan Rowe, he he died not too long ago, about a year ago. Uh, We used to go up there and just fight, like, every weekend. Like, people would start shit with us or people would know about us after, like, a couple fights. And, like, I remember sitting in my bedroom around 18 years old and I wrote down, like, I've been in, like, over 100 street fights. Like, I remembered everybody by name and wrote their names down and shit. I was like, oh, my God, this was ridiculous. uh, high school? Yeah. Like y'all was doing? It was, like, 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, everybody was like, you need to go try, uh, you know, UFC stuff. And uh, I remember watching the UFC. I was like, I could whip Fedor. I could. Like, I swear to God. I swear to God. I used to watch it and be like, I could whip him. I thought I could beat up everybody back then. And then I got. I got with Louisville MMA when they trained out of Hester's way back in the day. And, uh, like, the first class I just watched because I was afraid to jump in. So I watched everybody. And then second class I came back, jumped in. You remember who were who was teaching those classes? Jason Y. and Gavin. Gavin Worth, I think, was okay. his last name. Uh, but, like, I'm trying to think. There's a bunch of people you, back there. You mind saying what, what high school did you go to? Uh, Butler traditional. Okay. Yeah. So then, you know, we were, uh, I was up there training, and I remember I went in with a big head, and I couldn't even do a 10-minute (laughs) warm-up. Like, I started doing jumping jacks. I couldn't even finish the (laughs) warm-up, and I was like, bruh. humbled you quick. Yeah. Did you have any uh, rough sparring sessions in the kickboxing when you were actually in the gym at the very beginning? At the very beginning. Or did you do okay where you kind of naturally took to it because of your... Street fighting. He definitely was ready to fight. I'm sure. <laughs> Back then, it was more ground stuff. I didn't. I don't think I um, until Louisville MMA joined with Derby City when like Derby City first opened. I didn't do any stand up. Like I did a little bit with Rock Cruz back at. Uh, Back at Hester's, and I think he showed me like a jab cross or something. I want to rewind back to to you in school. Like, yeah, how big were you in school? Bro? Yeah, that's like, a good who question. Was on you, that's how stupid? Bro. How tall are you now? How tall were you then? Uh, I'm six four now. I don't know how big I was back then, but I'm like, damn. Somebody was just asking to get beat up. Yeah, they was like, and I can tell like whenever you're in the gym, like it's crazy you didn't play sports because. You're a natural athlete, you know. You just, I like you really do remind me of a bigger, bigger version of me. Like you can do a lot of, like for a big guy, he does like crazy kicks. He can do all types of shit. You know, he's got fast hands. He reminds me of, to be honest, he reminds me him and Lingo reminds me of each other because Lingo's a bigger guy that can do stuff like that. Either way, I'm just saying they're athletic. 
it's a shame he didn't play sports. Now that I've been linking with Lingo, everybody thinks he's my brother. Everybody's yeah. like, is this your brother? I'm like, Man, we need to we need to walk around with just like championship belts and do the whole WWE type shit. <laughs> All three of us. Tag team champions. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I I don't even remember how big I was, but I know I know I was ADD and then my home life was abusive, like I said, and just Going to school was just, I don't know, it was hell. And then going home was hell. I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to go to school. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was real bad. And then, like like I said, high school, I finally just started hanging out with some other people. And then I got into that first fight and everything just changed. Because, like, growing up, like, my dad would always be like, if somebody fights you, fight them back. And then my mom was always like, no, go tell. Don't fight back. And usually the people who were fighting you back then was, like, your friends. So I never... I never wanted to fight my friends back, so I just kind of let them, you know, like, take advantage of me pretty much and not do nothing about it, and uh, I'm sure I could have I could have fucked them up back then, but I just didn't, because yeah. I was like, this is my friend, and I was just, I don't know, it was just, it was, it was shitty. Do you actually. think that made you, uh, do you think fighting at such a young age it made you stick to fighting now? Like, you don't think you ever get away from it? Because for me, I was like, we have a lot of the same things. I I live in the country, but it's like the lot comparable to that same city. Like, like you all will meet up and fight. We do the same shit. And, like, no matter where I go in life, I always come back to fighting. Like, I just feel like that part, it just molded me to where no matter what, I'm just always going to do it. I mean, I always, I always felt always like a warrior. Back. Especially, yeah, yeah. you know, you go watch Ninja Turtle movies and come out the movie theater doing cartwheels and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thinking. It really started before the fights, too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I just as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I My dad that. did martial arts. I always asked him to teach me. And he was like, yeah. if you could do this 500 times, I'll teach you. And I never, yeah. I never would sit there and stick with nothing for that long. What type of stuff was he trying to teach you to do 500 times? I don't even know. He would show me some move. He, I think he did Wing Chun or something. I don't even remember. He was like a Marine, and he did something, but I don't even remember. What do you? What do you ever want your kids to fight? Mm. Like take a a couple of them. Not say like pursue a career, but you can take a couple amateur fights. It, it you know, if you're not you're not gonna be in wars. If you're in a bad you know bad situation. If you're trained, you're really not gonna. There's gonna be some shit that can happen. Definitely, it's a fight, but I don't know. I I feel like with me with kids like. They've my sons have grown up in the gym. They're just gonna do. I got at least two sons that are gonna fight at one point. I, I can't keep them from it. They want. They watch me spar, and they love every second. They'll sit there and watch me spar for ten rounds, eleven rounds. They won't move. They don't. They don't stop for nothing. I can't keep them away from it. You know. So I already have that in mind that I got them in the gym now. Like they're, whenever they're gonna be out there, they're gonna be prepared. It's crazy. I cannot believe. I could not. I can. Not not believe, but like if I had me as as a kid, I would be the craziest fighter in the world. If I had a me, if you'd been yeah. exposed to it that I early, uh, yeah, like every shit, every everything I had, I just was growing up watching Power Rangers and shit, and going to school and fighting people. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's just what it was. What it came down to, you know. But yeah, but I don't know. But that brings me back to the question: like, would you want your kids to take a take a fight? No, I've talked to them about it. Like, I would like them to get a couple. Just to experience it, yeah, yeah, and just to get out there, and but like as far as a career, probably not. Yeah, I think you can. Um, I that's why I was I reached out to Kelly because I'm trying to get back on the the mats and do uh, jujitsu because 
I want to start competing. Like, I want to get in there to compete, you know. I think I think my whole thing with jiu-jitsu is I don't necessarily always like the technique and stuff. I like to compete. I want to, like, just – I love to roll and challenge myself and just – if I'm getting beat up, I'm getting beat up. If not, I learn a lot. It's like sparring. Like, I'm learning my mo- most – the best shit. Like, I want to strike. I need to – feel the punch i don't give a fuck about drilling like i'll do oh, okay, yeah, i do okay. i do care about the drilling yeah, yeah i love the technique i learn a lot especially over only you only enjoy the technique for the sake of applying it show to me the a sparring. couple techniques yeah. and i'll use them every now but for the main part let's just use the shit i know right now and let's just go to work i love to fucking fight marcus you think that applies that approach is better fitted for jujitsu or kickboxing what just loving the fight yeah no uh, I feel like it's kind of tough to take that to jujitsu is more. Um, I feel like you need to be. Uh, I don't know. You can't be super. I'm. Sometimes I feel like I'm too. Ex- I try to be too explosive for jujitsu. I don't really try to work on the technique, like the way my body works. Though I just me and jujitsu really is along. all about the technique. That's, we don't. I would have been a striking better wrestler. Is too right. Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody always tries to say like striking is like checkers. Jiu-jitsu is like chess, but once you get to, like, higher-level striking, it's like yeah. chess, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just quicker pace, I think, and, you know, you – I don't know. I don't like getting choked, and I don't – I be watching videos of jiu-jitsu yeah. guys getting knee-barred and shit, and I'm like, I'm yeah. not – I can't See, I don't care. I, something about uh, just grappling – grappling's dope. Like, I – whenever – I was always obsessed um, in history classes about the old Roman days, like the pancreation and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like – I don't know. I always wanted to be that type of person. Yeah. And that old wrestling shit, I love it. Like, yeah, not old wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Any anything like that, I think that's, I think this is what builds a man up. Marcus, it sounds like you spent quite a bit of time doing jiu-jitsu at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I I started out doing everything. Um, you back on the mats now. Yeah, did wrestling. Oh, did that's right. I saw you were in Derby City doing some. Yep, on my ass now. Horrible. <laughs> you just run, running through all the black belts over there, just beating, just submitting them left and right? No, but I see them, and I'm just like, man, if I just stuck with it, yeah. even as a hobby, I could have, because I see people up on that wall, and I'm like, yeah. 2016. Da, 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 when they got the black fuck, belts. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, man. That's, that's pretty dumb. cool how they do that. I like it that. sucks. Like, you could have done it then, but. Definitely, I forgot that. What they say? Life happens, though. Either way, Life. shit happens. Is is good that you just starting now, though. I feel the same way. Like if I would have just stayed one, my my whole thing is I just ain't stuck. I ain't stayed at the same gym. I have the time. Like when I'm in a gym, I'm not even in a jujitsu camp. I'm just training for a fight, so I don't really get those type of rounds to even get belted. I'll go. I want to go up and and train with Kelly, like, and I get there. I'm gonna be a white belt with nothing because. I mean, I don't even. Well, that's a good I way to. Com- go. It's a good way to get in there and then it, do some competitions is. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if that's you know what I mean, you and go I'm, in there and train for a little saying. bit, I do some even, white belt competitions. But even with that, and like, you're not a, you didn't wrestle growing up, so you're not being dishonest. Yeah, with, even with that though, I would have I would even run into that though because with me, I would be testing myself. I'd be like, let me go to the. Can I go to the? Like, I want pushing let, it further. Let me let me see. I'll test myself. I ain't, even just a jiu-jitsu match I've been in a fight I don't give a fuck Like okay. What's the worst that's gonna happen You're gonna break my arm I don't okay, care Okay so you don't give a fuck Like you don't you'll care Go against the Yeah yeah top I'll go up And I would wanna do like I wanna wanna go against A big guy too You would Yeah Like the absolute shit I would've wanted to, I wouldn't care That's why I'm trying to get uh, More muscle I've been just lifting weights uh, I'm about uh, Almost 180 right now Oh damn okay So uh, Cause I, I actually like my joints I ain't trying to Bro, I'm fucking crazy, bro. I've I literally just like not crazy, but I'm just saying I just came back 
man, I just sat in the dark for so long. I'm just ready to just compete and just do shit again. Yeah. I don't care about – I don't – bro, I'm already hurting anyways. Like, my joints and shit, they hurt when I'm sitting on the sidelines. Like, I, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm just ready to go, go yeah. this way. Like, whether it's those matches, whether it's fighting again, whether it's taking kickboxing. I've just been killing it in the gym anyways. That's all. I've been training like I got some type of fight coming up. Oh, yeah. Take one. Well, it's not even that. I just, I've liked the fact that I'm waking up at 6 a.m. just working for nothing. No fucking reason. I just did it. Because like, it makes you feel fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's you know, a pretty selfish reason, but. Yeah, but yeah. I, like That's I said, a good I was reason, sick, I was sick since, since like September, and I was just sitting there going crazy in my own head. Like crazy. And like I had a lot of stupid shit happen. Like stupid, you know, life, it'd be getting you. But, anyways. You just come back, and sometimes shit just has to happen that way. So you come back. That's just how my life goes anyways. Like, now I have a lot of other stuff, you know, ahead of me. Like, But everything always brings me back to the gym. My life always brings me back to a fucking gym. Anytime I get on my uh, knees, like, to life, because that's going to happen. I'm like, oh, I bring my weight to the gym. Mm-hmm. So what are you good at? Let's just do that. And, then and even if it's a part of – combat where you're not the best at it like it's fun to like yeah. i go to a wrestling i went to a couple hard. of wrestling classes it's, hard and that for shit's me. fucking like maybe i could submit someone i'm rolling with but if it's just wrestling like yeah. new people are fucking me up easy yeah i'm i look forward to being on a jiu-jitsu is a challenge for me because sometimes i don't know if i'm like got a learning disability or something because there's just some aspect about jiu-jitsu that sometimes i just really won't remember the same patterns i need to do you got add yeah I was like, yeah, I got all types of shit, but that's because my child, my child was so stupid, whatever. Uh, but it's just hard for me. I'll get up and go in the kitchen and just be like, forget what I'm even doing at that point. I just like go with the flow of the day. I mean, whatever. doing jujitsu all over again now, I'm like that too. Like I'll get in positions and be like, I don't fucking remember what nothing, I, but that muscle memory yeah. will take over and I'll start I, doing shit. I'll be like, oh, damn. I know that. Oh, I forgot about this. Oh, yeah. this. And then, yeah. It's it's a struggle, like, but I want to, you know, I just got to slow things down in my head. It just, everything goes so quick. That's why striking helps me, because I can be fast doing that. Like, you don't necessarily always want to speed through a jiu-jitsu technique, you know. True. It needs to be smooth, like. Maybe more so nogi. Yeah. And that's what I was, uh, I forgot what I said. I don't know if I said that to Lance or both of you. Like, I'm interested in gi and nogi. I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I like both. I want to, I like, uh, I've been working on my grip anyways, like. The stupid things we got at the gym. Have you seen those grip things? Yeah, yeah. I've been. I was just doing that stuff today, and it was terrible. But yeah. I bought one of those little grip things online. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> it goes up because yeah, I don't even. Thing. I don't even know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'll take a fight again, like striking. But I just want to train and become really good. I want to actually just kind of focus on grappling. Like I haven't really done it before. Like, what if I just take a few competitions? What if I just commit this whole year? The whole next year and go two, three times a week like a dude. Treat it like striking. Yeah. I just live in this gym for that. Mm-hmm. Let me just see how good I can get in that area. Yeah. That's I just kind of where I've been at. Is that kind of what you're doing, Marcus? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, uh, I mean, basically, but like, I'm like, I just got to a point where I'm just like older now. And the last seven years I spent at Ford, the whole time I'm just sitting there like, what am I doing here? What am I? Like, I feel like it was purgatory for real, especially for me, just doing the same shit every single day, and it was just mentally draining, and then... That sucks. Like, I always knew what I wanted to do. I always wanted to own a gym. I always wanted to, like, teach. I always wanted to 
Like like he like he was saying it's therapeutic for me. I love being in the gym. I love doing it just because it helps. It just feels it like completes me if that yeah. makes sense. So I don't know. I just uh just getting back to it, like I feel like I wasted so much time and it just it for real eats at me like like I do have a lot of regrets about taking the time off and just but I mean I was overtraining back in the day. I was you know what I mean, just a lot of shit pushed me out of it, like just a lot of life, a lot of, you know, training, a lot of gym politics, a lot of like all kinds of shit just pushed me out of the whole fight scene completely. And I was just over it by the time I quit. But now I'll make another run. I think I'm going to go 35. I'm saying 40. If stuff keeps going, like if it goes, then I'll keep going with it. But I say 35 to 40. I'm going to try to make a decent push and go with it. And How old are you now? 35. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to go. Yeah. If I get knocked out like two or three times, I might reconsider because I ain't trying to have. Yeah. I already feel like I might have some kind of CTE, yeah, but yeah. I'm not. We'll see. Like you need if I get to, um, out. You also need to be talking about what you're doing now. Like you, you got a lot of good things going. You know, you're doing kids classes and stuff like that. Like you need to talk about your foundation and stuff like that. Let's not forget. I mean, about that's that. what all that sure. ties back to. Like how yeah. you were saying, like just a bunch of life shit, and you just feel, you know. You feel like the gym helps you, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's yeah. same here. Like, and everything I went through, everything I grew up with, like, I'm just trying to. I feel like that's what saved my life. Like, yeah. going to Derby City, like, I, I always say Colin Cannon was my favorite coach. Like, he was like one of the black belts that opened up Derby City, and um, he was just. I feel like he saved. He saved me. Like, he got me out the streets. He, like, put me – he got me – he's the one that sent me to Thailand. You know what I mean? Like, I went to Thailand. I started teaching at Derby City, like, way back in the day. He got me a job there. I was, like, mopping the mats. I was uh, working the front desk. I was teaching kickboxing and stuff. He sent me to Thailand. That's good people. And that just, like, saved – I feel like that saved me completely from whatever alternatives could have happened. You know what I mean? There's all – I mean – most of my friends are dead or in jail. I know everybody says that shit, but, like, just yeah. in the last, like, five years, probably lost 30 friends to, like, overdose. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like Colin, like, I give him a bunch of props because he got me, like, in the gym more. He got me, like, super motivated about everything. He gave me my first blue belt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that saved my life, and that's what I'm trying to bring back to like the kids you know what i mean because especially kids that grow up like down there in the west end or south end like i'm in the south end now but just down in like urban areas right mental health issues are a huge problem you know what i mean so if i can bring in a positive outlet for them to get their anger out if i can bring yeah. in meditation if i can bring in different shit to like help them yeah. have a channel because you know what i mean like down there i was driving around down there and see like 15 year olds with like Glocks on their waist with like the thirty round extensions and shit, just yeah. walking around like it's normal, and it's just like, yeah, it's just crazy to me that so many people got to live that way. And yeah, like if I can save a couple kids' lives and they can give back, you know, then yeah. because in the West End you always see, you always see people who get rich and then leave and they don't come back. You know what I mean? Like people don't come back to help. People don't try to help. You know, like even when the protests, everybody's saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Ain't nobody fucking doing shit. They're taking people's money, not giving back, not helping, not doing shit. 
So, like, I'm trying to be in there and really get back to the community and really help people because this is what changed my life. This is what helped me from going off, you know. And yeah. how would you like to do that? Through coaching in the West End or South? Yeah. South Louisville? I'm trying to open the gym, the foundation, what I'm trying to do. I mean, Ultimately, I want like a wellness center. You know what I mean? I want a place where you can do yoga, you can do MMA training. You know, I want to be able to give kids a free meal every day, something healthy, um, tutoring. You know what I mean? Like, I've been looking into that and getting kids help with like their homework and everything. But I just think like there's so many opportunities to change lives, especially through training, through MMA, through, you know what I mean? It teaches you discipline. I feel like if you're. You're more confident in yourself. Oh yeah. And you know you can fight. You're less likely to shoot somebody. You're less likely to be walking around scared. You're less likely. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just Tableau, uh, it's got to be good for your self-esteem overall. Yeah, yeah. And it helps like like we've all said mental health. Like you go back to the gym, you release your endorphins, you fucking release the dopamine, you know, your serotonin. It's productive. Yeah, you feel better. For sure. It's going to help out a lot. Um, okay, Marcus. Um, how many times you fought MMA? Tell mm-hmm. me about your MMA career. How many fights, amateur? Uh, uh, was six and zero. Oh. Um, six and zero, oh, amateur. Yeah. Uh, want to say first fight, I won by armbar, and then <laughs> second fight, I think I won a title. Second and third fight, I won the Hard Rock MMA title against like Chad Diener. And back then, he was, like, a big-ass, you know, everybody was afraid of him back then. And, uh, yeah, I fought him one. I think I, yeah, I defended that belt once and won. And then I won. I won a wick, I won a wick the gone belt. <laughs> <laughs> I still got that belt. It's like a $20 belt. It's the cheapest thing I've ever seen in my life. My man's over here just life. cleaning the house. But then um, I was working at 4th Street Live Security, and I was just like, all right, I'm about to quit and just go all in, like, on my training again. And I was going to go to Real Fighter, so I was like, I'm going to go out there and start learning Dutch kickboxing and just go all in on kickboxing because I was – I feel like I was better at kickboxing over ground anyways. I just like – I like doing stand-up over ground, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was my preference. So went out the Real Fighters with, like, $800 in my pocket, paid for, like, six months up front or something. It was just like I'm all in. And – uh to start training and then finally uh i don't even remember when i got my first fight through there but like back then it was like there's a bunch of brent weedman was there there's a bunch of good people training there and it was it was hell first going over because it was like i was getting tested like every time and like out there they spar like especially like the dutch just that way of sparring's like worse than any fight like mm-hmm. I've had wars in the gym, you yeah, know. Yeah, they get knocked out over there. Yeah, like <laughs> Dutch kickboxing and Dutch fighters and how they spar and shit. Just that whole hard sparring. That's why shit sucks. Like I don't really believe <laughs> in it too much anymore, just because you know all the evidence of CTE and everything. Like I feel like I feel like sometimes you should spar hard just to test yourself, and then sometimes you know there's there's other ways to work technique and stuff. Would that be more of a tie? approach yeah ties are more playful you know what i mean because but they fight they fight like every week so they play around and you know a little you know you can spar hard but not kill the head too though you know what i'm saying like yeah people 
Man, you could be ripping. Like, there's a lot of you can be intense. A lot of people don't really. Not a lot of people. I'm just saying, like, you know, you have those same. Some people in the gym, they'll be going kind of. I don't. I'm not trying to. I'm not gonna beat nobody's head. I'll kick the fuck out of your legs and body, but I won't. Like I'll anytime I throw a head kick, anything. Too, yeah. Like I always, I'll, I'll let off everything. Like I'm not trying to knock anybody out. That's how I am too. Like I won't you, do. You it. know, there's those gym dudes that gotta give a hundred percent every time they're in there. They're that like, shit's try stupid. to rip your head. I've never been like that, and it's always weird. Like in a fight, I can turn that on. You know what I mean? Somebody yeah. I don't know, I can yeah. turn it on. I can go hard. Like in the gym, I just playing around. You know what I mean? Like. Trying to learn new shit. If I'm in survival mode the whole time and I'm trying to take your head off, you're trying to take my head off, I'm not really learning yeah. new moves. I can't really work new moves comfortably. You know what I mean? So Yeah, like, yeah. So, so, Marcus, you had 6-0 and amateur. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about beyond that? And then kickboxing, I was... 6-0 uh, amateur MMA, yeah. Yeah. What about kickboxing? What was that? I was like... Uh, and he had a $20 belt. $20 belt. I, I want to say, I don't... I really was trying to think of my record the other day. I might have been seven and two, but I had uh, two national titles, uh, both WKA. One was from a WKA tournament, which was really cool because Rob came in and was like right there ringside. You know what I mean? Like I, we just did a whole training thing where Rob came in and he yeah. was right there. That's dope. And that was really cool. And then I won another WKA national title for uh, what cruiser? I think it was cru- one eighty five, whatever. <laughs> And uh, I fought, like, a real tough dude that fight. Like, I forgot. He had a bunch of knockouts on his record, some dude from Jersey. But I beat him. And then, I don't know, I was doing well. And then, I don't know, I took a couple breaks. Like, I ain't ain't trying to bash dude or nothing. But Eric's just strict. Like, Eric Haycraft, he's just super strict in his training. He's, like, his his way or the highway. And it's just, like, if you don't do shit to his standard, he's not going to let you fight. It don't matter. And, like, just towards, like, I remember one fight, I took, like, three weeks off. And then I was supposed to go fight, like, for the Worlds in Germany. I started saving up money to go. I didn't pay for, like, the registration fee and everything. And then I took a break after one of my fights, and he canceled it, like, the whole fight. And I was like, what? And then I was training again took like a couple i think i I missed like two or three sprint days which sprint days were mandatory but i was already training monday wednesdays i was training twice at the two days every monday wednesday yeah every day five days a week i was running in the mornings running at night you know i mean i do like two or three miles in the morning two or three miles at night uh you know i mean training monday i always train monday through thursday at least and then saturdays and then sundays were sprint days mandatory i felt like Back then, I feel like I was training more than everybody in the gym at the time. You know what I mean? And uh, it was just, I don't know. I feel like I was pissed about it. And that's kind of one of the things yeah. that just kind of, that was one of the things that made me kind of drop out of the sport too. Along. Bro, you just never had the right coach. I mean, yeah. Like, like a, Colin, like at Derby City, in, he dog. was cool. He was like, he just always believed in me. He was like, yeah. just make sure your cardio's up. Da-da-da-da. Eric took me to another level. It made me train harder, but, like, I just feel like I was training at a pro level for amateur, and if I'm paying you a gym membership to go and fight for you, if I'm not losing my fights, 
then why are you going to cancel my fights if I miss yeah. like a sprint day or like like my last fight? Literally, I missed one sprint day and canceled the fight, and I was just like, all right, you just. I don't know. The fun just kind of got sucked out of it. And, I mean, he was more – he just is how he is. Like, he gets a personality. It's hard to take. But he yeah. always would say, too, if you're in this for the money, you should just go back to school. You know what I mean? And just, like, shit like that. I'm like, yeah. why would you kill my dreams? Like, if <laughs> yeah. this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you need you know a, what I mean? Like somebody got your back, for real. And nowadays you see all kinds of people who have never even fought before teaching – like having Instagram channels with hundreds of thousands of followers and getting all <laughs> kinds of money off of Instagram, yeah. teaching techniques and shit, and they've never even fought before. Yeah. So I didn't uh, know your record was good. I didn't know all, all that stuff you were saying. I didn't even know that shit about you, for real. I just know you by you, like really your funny Facebook posts. <laughs> some people say funny. Some people tell me to get the fuck off the internet. <laughs> Speaking of which, we were going to talk about Andrew Tate. Oh, shit. oh, Kelly's favorite guy. Yeah, my yeah. favorite guy. You know, I look up to him. <laughs> Got a poster actually right yeah. here. Nobody can see it, but what? What? What's you guys? What's your thought on Andrew Tate? Uh, I got some thoughts. <laughs> uh, my take would yeah. be this: I, in all seriousness, I'd say he um, obviously pisses people off, which I think is amusing. He's good for writing. Be clearly <laughs> transparent with that. He pisses people the fuck off. Uh, if he's doing any actual sex trafficking stuff. That's not good. Mm -hmm. If that is in fact, yeah, like yeah. if that actually is occurring, right? Some someone against their will. If it's voluntary, I don't give a fuck, right? But even voluntary nowadays is still sex trafficking. Like, yeah, I, I heard that in Romania they have. I think it's Romania. Does that sound right? They have yeah. some laws. I think that's where he's at. That even if it's voluntary, that it's sex trafficking. Because I know some dude from Louisville just got busted for that shit, and he was like a porn star, and he was also like prostituting his girls out. You know what I mean? Which yeah. a bunch of people in the porn industry do that shit. But, like, he got tr human trafficking charges, too. Well, maybe that's the same type thing. So, I guess there is yeah. a line there. So, do you like Andrew Tate or not? Nah, I don't. <laughs> You're not? Okay. Well, you don't. You clearly don't want to be a top G. <laughs> so, I, I, mean, I don't like, you know, um, some of the stuff he said. Like, he's real adamant that, like, he would never be in a relationship where he's loyal to his wife or something. That's yeah. fine. I, I mean, that's cool. I don't care. Yeah, I he's that. just pretty extreme with some stuff, you know. Um, let's see what else he says that's actually. What, what's the worst thing you've heard him say that's most offensive? Uh, I've seen some shit. I just don't. I don't know word for word, but he's had some shit where I'm just like, some of his bad shit is just like, you can't like if you're gonna be on every fucking social media platform trying to be like a top speaker. <laughs> Like, you can't be saying something. Top G. Yeah. I'm going to correct Well, whatever he's doing, it's working to a degree. I talk what? to young kids in the gyms that I go to, like Louisville Combat <laughs> Academy. I talk to Ahmad. He's like 16. They he all were like, oh, Andrew Tate. Oh, Everybody he, fucking yeah, knows who he whole, is. Uh, I get in a, it's a whole brainwashing type I mean, he blew shit, up like. everywhere. <laughs> like, he blew up everywhere. Yeah. And I think, I think part of his spiel is to say crazy shit just to get people to pay attention to him. You know what I mean? And I would say, I would say 80%. Of shit that he says is positive. Like, I ain't gonna... But, like, just the negative shit that he has said, I'm like, I can't fuck with you because of it. You know what I mean? Just it's crazy. I usually don't even pay attention to anybody who's, like, kind of, like, popular in the media or anything. And he popped up on one of my shit. I'll be on YouTube a lot. Like, I watch, like, a lot of NFL videos, shit like that. NFL breakdowns. Okay. And it'll just randomly throw me shit like that. Like, Andrew, Andrew Tate, Tate stuff. Or, like, yeah. uh, some of the fighters I follow, like... uh 
O'Malley and shit. Like okay. they had him on his podcast or some shit. But it so like it's always like Andrew Tate's fucking everywhere because yeah. I don't even pay attention to the stuff like that. And I still know what a top G is. I still know like if you ain't got a Bugatti, you ain't That's shit. He start popping up on every. It's crazy. He's all whatever over. he's doing. He's pretty good at it. Supposedly he's been at it for like. 15 years doing the online stuff like he he just really yeah. picked up like over i guess over the past few years to be honest i think he's fucking like that whole thing is just hilarious to me it is hilarious. with life i don't take anything like that serious anyways because like it's just my own world anyways like i can't let so i just like all this shit is just entertainment to me like this dude's some of the shit he has said, uh, I don't, I can't even bring anything up. I don't even know what he said that I've like agreed with. Points, but like, I should have, I should have, like, he said some stuff. I'm like, mm. I mean, he's put some people in, in kind of like, he'll say some more traditional. He, he, he's kind of playing the card of the modern masculine man, which is like outdated or something. He, so that's his whole he had that interview stick. With, Would you, uh, you guys, Morgan? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, time. with who? Piers Morgan. Did that, he? I didn't see that one. Uh, he was kind of like, because I don't like that guy. Like okay. Here's Morgan, whatever yeah. his name is. Yep. So I seen that. I was like, okay, this is the one time I'm going to give Andrew Tate a chance. Uh, chance, you know. And I read, I sat there, watched the video. I'm like, damn, he kind of spitting at him. Like, I like that. Was, okay, yeah. I know. Now I want to be a top G. That and then that's whenever it kind of took over my life. And <laughs> I will, you know, I got to me. It's just like the Bill Cosby shit. Like I joined the cult. Never right. Did. Bill Cosby did so much positive shit, but at the same time, you're out here roofing girls and shit. You can't be a role model. Yeah. And you think that Andrew Tate maybe does to show I don't like know. A, I heard yeah, some I didn't of those, know what those, he did those like rapey, that. like some of his phone calls to some of the girls that were released. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was saying some fucked up shit where I was like, bruh, I can't. I can't. But <laughs> yeah. like, like, like you said, if all these little kids are looking up to you and you're like, fuck women, da 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 da, da you gotta, you really got, like, that's why I said, like, 80% of some of the shit that I've heard, I'm like, okay. This is positive. This is good for the youth. This is, you know, they need to hear this. And then some of the shit that he says Yeah, about if you women, stick around through an entire interview with him, at some point he'll say some very bad things about yeah, specifically yeah, especially women. Especially women. Yes. But then just kind of, I don't know. I've been, you know what I mean? He pops up everywhere. So seeing that his dad, I'm pretty sure his dad was abusive to him as well. As chess chess King. champion. Yeah, chess champion. And then his kickboxing coach was that woman is like, how are you so sexist towards women? If she, cause, cause that video that I just saw today where she was talking about, she was like, you're better than him, Andrew. And she was just like, like, that's like the coach you want. You know what I mean? It's like, you're better. You're good. Like just breathing life into yeah. him. You know what I mean? And especially as a man, when a woman's, when a woman's telling you shit and boosting up your ego, it kind of sticks more. You know what I mean? Like if, if a girl saying here, you're better, you're great. You're going to take that in more. Yeah. Than just some random dude, you know what I mean? So I just I don't know. She was saying that shit, just like you're great, you're gonna knock him out. Like it's like it was your coach. So I'm wondering if she hurt him in some type of way. <laughs> he and lost he the just, fight. Yeah. <laughs> but was he a good kickboxer? I mean, he had a good little record, but I don't think I got. I guess because of real fighters and just being out there, and Eric's real elitist and his. Style coaching and everything. I just kind of <laughs> adopted mean, I that. Yeah, I think he had a good career. I don't think he's good. I think there's a lot of shit that he does that I'm just like, how the fuck? You can make your record look real out? good too, though. Like, because like at one, I was showing I you his last fight, or I don't know if it was his last fight, but he fought two years ago, right? And he came out 75 and nine, I guess is his record, and it's like 
he came out and fought a 19-year-old kid that it was his debut. And I'm like, how are you going to be 70, what, 80 different fights and fight a 19-year-old kid with no fights? I don't know if the kid had amateur fights or not. Not that one. But it said debut under, and I'm like, how do you just do that? I don't know. He's just padding his record, maybe. Yeah. Because I, I think simultaneously to... through his kickboxing career, my understanding is he was not only doing the kickbox; he was kind of early on, yeah. like what the uh, the Paul brothers are doing, combining a combat sports career with like a YouTube career. Yeah. You know that type of thing, which I mean, I think he's make actually makes a fuckload of money. I think. Do you think yeah. that's bullshit? I think. No, I think he's rich. Yeah, I think he got like, like really wealthy. Because yeah. he had few hundred that one million. program thing he was selling or whatever that was like a pyramid type scheme. Yeah, I was about to buy it. Crazy rich. <laughs> so, so <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> he had a whole like pyramid scheme. Yeah. He got shut down for it, and that's how he got his money. Like that's I just seen where he got hit. Yeah, the he Tate University stuff, where he's man. like, if you want to learn how to make money, buy into this program, and I'll send you DVDs. You know what's crazy? What, what's crazy with Andrew Tate? Okay, is. He he has good. He'll make good points about how fucked up things are, and he will be. A, people really do like. Uh, damn, it's so the the whoever they are. The you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I don't know whoever runs everything. Like they will try to cancel the. Uh, like if you say some shit against them, yeah, they'll just take you out yeah, for sure. That, that's part of the reason that I I think maybe I I don't know I before condemning him entirely. I need if he's like actually sexually assaulted someone or yeah. Kidnapped someone but or some shit like that. But of course, that type of shit comes out against people who kind of like talk how wrong shit is, like make good points that everybody could get behind. So you're saying maybe he's being framed? <laughs> maybe I, I don't want. could be. I don't want to come out, come off as like a guy that's they defending Michael's Andrew Tate. No, like, I, 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 but I, I'm just saying. You can say if it, if he was doing what he's accused of, it's very bad. Yeah, yeah, but. Where's the per- I need to, the thing is he ain't well you think he was framed or you think I mean the FBI was on they was doing some shady business like I know like Mike I don't know man I I don't I'd have to have everything in front of me I'd have to have documents and stuff that's fair I I don't believe in I don't know some I of like, those cases I, I like you look at them at first glance Mike wasn't on the weird shit do you what do you think Marcus you think Michael Jackson was a pedophile I don't necessarily I don't. okay okay I don't either man. Maybe that's controversial, but I don't but know. But Bill Cosby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did that shit. He did R. that Kelly, shit. R. Kelly, yeah. Locked him up. Definitely R. Kelly. R. Kelly had some shit. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That shit was funny. Like, guys like that, you know. Man, but, a bunch of people just in the music business and just shit yeah. are shady. They take advantage of people. The worst one was that um, Jimmy Saville. You guys know who he is? He was like a TV personality in England. And he was a friend of the the Queen of England and the whole royal family. And a real goofy-looking guy with white hair. And he was, like, always building children's hospitals and shit. And everybody loved him. He was, like, given a place in the royal family. Everybody fucking loved him. Oh, he lived at the children's hospitals. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yep. Did you? Yeah. And, and he was just guy. taking turns oh, fucking all the kids for, like, 50 years. How do, there was I another guy that, that built, like, a whole boy's home up. And he was fucking all the kids, too. He Jesus. Yeah. And it's always big people in, like, high up places. That are uh, posing as being philanthropic. Yep. What's crazy? Like, that's what, all that type of shit, like, any stories like that, I'm like, I need, just like he's doing, I'm like, I want my own thing where, like, some good people need to run shit. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of seeing bad people 
have all this fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like in, in all areas of life, I'm not even talking about just one. I, I'm, I'm not even one minded. I'm not one track minded. Like everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like every, the typical everyday fucking Facebook warrior. I pay attention to how like real fucking like, you know, I don't like, I can't, I don't know what the solution is to try to get shit like that. You know what I mean? Because there's always going to be people presenting themselves like, look at me. I'm Kelly Patrick. I'm a good guy. Yeah. And then some people will believe it. And then 20 years down the road, it comes out that I was doing some bad shit or, you know, I mean that, yeah. you got to think everybody's going to do bad shit in their life. Everybody, if you dig up everybody's skeletons, they got some shit yeah. that you're not going to agree with that you're going to, but it's just like how like pedophile shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, There's the worst certain, of the can we get somebody who's yeah. running like these programs that actually cares about the kids and is not like actual safe space for these kids. That, that's my whole thing. Like it's all about the kids and like the, which brings me to, I don't even want my kids having social media, like, until the, I don't even want them to have it, like, I seen something they was trying to change the age to, like, 16 or 17 or something, like, because they was, like, 13 is way too young, I'm like, I'm all for it, that type of shit, even I know everybody got kids. can't handle social media. Yeah, so I'm like, mean, it's, so. man, it's so, it's so, it's a different time, for it's sure. It's crazy, yeah. I see, like, uh, like, kids that are my kids' age that have phones and, and stuff. I'm like my my six year old. He ain't even. How, how many kids you have? How many sons? You? Four. Four sons. That's what I thought. You and Paul Maskey. Four yeah, sons. Four yeah. sons each. It's Jesus. Insane. It's my house is fucking insane. That's awesome. It's the best. It keeps me so strong though, for real. Especially a bunch of boys. Right That's around. crazy. I feel sorry man. for my wife so bad. That's cool though. She probably but loves. She's that. very tough. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. probably loves it, but it's she not probably it. easy every day. No. Yeah, yeah, but no. I'm sure she wouldn't. You know, trade it, it for anything. I swear though, like I just feel like I can't ever slack. As a, I really like that's. I feel like you know how it is. Like every like a good dad knows. Like there can't be no. I I don't know. I I think now coaches try to say like, oh, let's you know. I'll be bitching about stuff on Facebook maybe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my boys won't be seeing me you know like down in the dumps and shit. Okay, you know so that's important to you, Marcus. How many kids you have? I got three. Um, I mean, my stepson. I was there since he was three, and I mean. Not talking shit about his dad, but at the beginning, his dad wasn't present. His dad would come get him like once a week, take him out to eat. So that's one of your three is your stepson. Yeah. Okay. So very cool. He's my he's been calling me dad since he was three. So and you've been involved in their lives for yeah since day one. I have a uh, full custody of my first daughter. I had her with somebody else, and then my recent daughter. I guess I mean she's five. But I had her with uh, Kelly. We're still together. and uh, Very cool. Yeah, she had a stepson. So. You guys were joking before we came on air that you guys were the light-skinned black guys who were really oh, good, yeah. da- really good combine, dads. Hey, if you combined us, we'd be one hell of a black person. <laughs> one hell of a full black person, for sure. We'd be world champion it, in how, full black. How important is parenting? How much is that a part of your identity? Like your, When it comes to your self-esteem, if you know, not what other people say, but if you know you're a good dad, how much does that matter to you? Everything, I think. I think it's, yeah. Besides fighting, becoming a dad was the best thing that ever happened to me, for real. And that's what really, that's what really where I sat and had to really think about my life and think about my future and think about how I wanted to raise my kids, you know what I mean? Because I did not want my kids growing up like I did, and they're kind of spoiled, you know what I mean? I tell Mm -hmm. them every day. That's the, chat can be the challenge in some ways. It's like you don't want to do it too easy. Because yeah. every day I'm like y'all, y'all, y'all don't know shit. Like y'all, y'all ain't grow up like I grew up. Yeah. Y'all get whatever food y'all want to eat. The fridge is always stocked. Yeah. But thankfully, clothes, you, know, like, you know, what I mean, it's just how yeah. it's crazy how the world goes. That's that's very cool, Jacob. Same same for you. 
What? There's okay. when it comes to your self esteem. At the end of the day, if you know not what other people say, because people say you're a good dad to people who aren't even good dads, so that doesn't matter. But the fact yeah. that you know you're a good dad, yeah. How yeah. much does that play into how you feel about yourself? It's everything. Same thing. Being a good dad is everything to me. That's all that matters for real. Like, if I ain't as strong as I need to be, then I will beat the. I will beat myself up. I'm my own worst enemy too. Like, as as high as I can get up here and be. Showtime, like, do all this crazy shit. I can just beat myself down to a pulp, too. Like, so I'm like, all right, where I just got to be strong for my boys. And whenever I wake up and do that and just grind and, like, they'll come out. Like, I'll be working out my garage with the music blasting. And then I'm just, I'm in my own world. My boys will come out. They picking up weights. Because they seeing, they watch. My my oldest son, he walks how I walk. They watch everything I do. How am I taking So I'm like. If I'm ever shit, I was uh, felt like I was getting too mad at things, so I was like, "Hey, I, I had to take, I had to step back on my own self. Like, hey, I don't want my kids reacting like that. Like, and I don't even want my kids fighting the way I had to. Fight. But even I think even so, that's an interesting topic. Even if sometimes you get more mad than you should, something like yeah, that. yeah. If it doesn't result in you like abusing them or something, yeah, I try still not maybe to it's overreact. not it's not best for them to see you get like yeah. a fit, real mad at something. Yeah, I'm, but I st- think still being present. Even if you do, because yeah. that's human. Everybody does shit. I, like I just that. need to be there for them. Yeah, like, for that's them, the most important. But thing. to me, like I'm like my, I just like I'm like I have to be, you know. Maybe it wears me down sometimes. Maybe, but I don't fucking care. You know, I just I know like they just want me at the house. They hate when I go to the gym all day. They want to go with me because they just want to see me. Mm-hmm. They don't like. They don't care about anything else. How old are they again? Six, four, two, and eight month old. Damn, and they're all. So crazy strong, like there be my my six year old. He'll be swinging a twenty pound kettlebell. He'll like be picking up and doing squats and shit with it. Damn, he's like it's weird. He's like skinny looking, but he's very strong. I'm like, I'm I'm impressed. He he really does real life impress me. Um, Marcus, how old are yours again? Fucking let me let me think real quick. Fourteen, (laughs) fourteen, fourteen, eleven, five. But yeah, my son, he's just he's a genetic freak. But I can't get him off his computer games and <laughs> off of Fortnite. I'd be like, "Come work out." Fortnite like, he's is good. good. Too. And he's how old is he? Yeah, uh, eleven. Yeah. Okay, and he, he's, he's he's tall. He's talented. He's fucking strong. And he's just eleven. He's a beast. He but be. he just can't get him off video games. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. though. video games are dope. So, uh, Jacob, I know we're in the group text with Isaac. Isaac, yeah. um, like a real tradition. I would describe Isaac as a he's a uh, big badass Hawaiian guy. Yeah, true, true Hawaiian. Yeah, the okay. tr- true Hawaiian. Yeah, but he is a good dad. Takes a lot of pride in it. Yeah, and if someone that we know, any anyone pops up and somehow turns into kind of being a deadbeat dad or something, it's over. He's all of a sudden not a fan it's of that, that person. So it's over much. with. He, he yeah. has pretty high standards for. Yeah, who, who I respect that. I he, he said to me like, "You're a good dad, <laughs> then we're cool." Basically, yeah, like, that's his most important shit. Yeah, I can always get along with people like that. Yeah, I think so. Though. What's that? You ain't going to treat your kids. I don't know. If you can't be around your kids and be there for them, it's just kind of telling of your character to me. Was your dad there for you? He is now. Okay. Like, I ain't going to – like, I always feel bad, like, just bringing up the past, but I feel like you got to tell your story, you know what I mean, to yeah. some degree. But, like, he he's the one that got me on at Ford. So he did that. And since then, he's been back in my life, and he's like – He's helped with so much shit since then, for real. Like I forgave him. Okay, like okay, it took my, cool. it took my sisters a while to forgive him, but 
I forgave him and let him back into my life. And uh, he, uh, like, he, I don't know, he's, like, he stepped up so much and he's done so much for me and my kids and just everything. Like, he, he's always one call away if I need him. You know what I mean? He's he's always helping. So That's helpful to have, like, uh, supportive grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Jacob, you all kind of shouldered the load for the kids here. You guys have family support stuff? No, no help. No, just the two of you, really? It's just me and Mercedes. Okay. We don't have no fucking help. And, like, that makes me have to go harder because I'm like, I have to be double. Like, I, you know, sometimes I feel like the way I look at how I need to do stuff is so fucking delusional. It's almost impossible. Like, I, I tap into such a crazy part of me, like, that that has to go for them like that's all my thing i'm so uh thankful for them though and i'm thankful that i don't have anything or nobody because everything i have i they, ain't never they had see one it. single they, fucking they hand out my life yeah, yeah everything i have i went and got it like i show my boys it, it ain't nothing that has stopped me for a second like that's only awesome. my own self i've stopped myself in my tracks because still, of you, how strong i am i can be very i'm a strong person as, you know you made mistakes yeah and we you know so yeah, that's uh, the human experience, it's right? Just everything, like, in there's so much. It's so simple to be a good dad. Do you, do you guys want your your sons specifically to be listening to Andrew Tate? <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy. Like, uh, if my oldest kid um, was listening to him, he's so smart. He would be able to call out his wrongs and see what maybe he, my, I'm, whatever I'm doing, my kids is working. I yeah, know it for a fact. All my kids have already heard of them, but they're like, none of them like them. They don't like, know. It. Yeah, like they don't like them. So I'm wondering. <laughs> I don't know if it's like being pushed at their school. You know what I mean? Like there's there's shit that's pushed like behind the scenes too at schools and everything. So yeah. I, I, like, I, anti anti Andrew Tate rhetoric. Yeah. I'm a homeschooler. So them, by the way. Okay. And like my kids go to like these oh, shit. and stuff like reading, uh, writing. The stuff that I feel like is – I want my kids – honestly, I want them to be able to read so they can uh, build their own, honestly, outlook of the world. My kids, like, have a very – I didn't even mean to cut you off on that, but, like, I'm just saying, like, have a very unique way they can live because of the shit I've got. I've been able to – the position I've put my family in. And, like, <clears throat> I feel like my kids are just going to be – Is that in different. large part thanks to your – Military service. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because now, like... Well, that's why you did it. Then when they, they are right? of age... Yeah, when they're 18, they'll go to school and they'll get the same veteran treatment, but they ain't got to do the stupid shit I had to do. Wow. And go... I never... I didn't join the military because I was some patriotic guy anyways. Yeah, you are doing it did to it for better myself. your life, yeah. Yeah. I did as a step zone. I thought I was going to go into, like, uh, like border patrol type stuff, work, or any type of uh, high-speed type stuff. Do you regret to, doing it? No, no, no. Like because it's helped I, you and your family. I had to do it. Now you have a beautiful family. I had to do that. You got like, a family as of six. As, yeah, you know, not it, because you're necessarily proud of your military action. I'm because you bettered your fucking yes, life and your families. I, you're able to enjoy your four sons now. Yeah, and your wife. It, it just it paid off, and there's parts of it that hasn't even paid off yet. Whether I'm alive or not, uh, the VA will always pay them as if I'm here. Wow, my and my uh, their benefits are always here. You know what I'm saying, like. That's I did everything, deal. and at the end of the day, I knew I would always have a big family. I knew it. Awesome. I knew I'd always have kids. I always wanted to be a dad. I always I had their names picked out since I was like 15 years old. Like, those was my kids. Like, 
That's awesome. And I, I would do, you know, I've I've proven it. I would do anything for him. So, and then I, and then like on this, where I'm at in life now, I've I've flipped to where I'm just like so. They tell me every day how strong I am and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are my reminders. Like, I have to get more. So I want all of the strength, whatever that means. That's why I've been just, I keep bringing up, I keep waking up in the morning. I don't want to. I go in my cold-ass garage, and I take my shirt off, I have a glove on. I want to feel the cold. I want it all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just go in there. They're going to remember that shit. And they see. Their whole life, they're going to see, be like, my dad used to get up and do it. Like, you know what I mean? For no fucking reason. They're going to remember that. It's going to motivate them, too. You know what I mean? I just, like, this world is hard. Like, and I want to raise, I'm raising little men. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be respectful and loving and like everything. Like I show them, hey, you got to show them how to love a woman. You know that's yeah, important. Yeah. It's not like that's why you this Andrew Tate shit. Fuck that, all that's that. where you know, it kind of. I know turns, yeah. it's crazy. Like I know what type of dude I am. And right now, just like, that men women shit is being pushed everywhere. Like anti men, anti yeah. We don't like you. Yeah, I see it's that terrible. everywhere. It's terrible. It's so it's so dumb. Man, it's. The relations in the world is very tough right now. Like, it, it social media um, has, I think, really amplifies everything. Yeah. So it's, it's height. Everything's heightened. Yeah, it's Plus hard for negative, people to take a step the back. Negative from that shit too. gets the most attention. Always. always yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a corny story like uh, these guys love being good dads. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're yeah. recording right now and I punch Jacob in the mouth, it would yeah, like, that would go yeah. viral. Yeah, nobody, nobody, no one would give a fuck about the part where we're all talking about how important it is to be a good dad. Yeah, no. they don't, they're like, okay, where are they talking about titties and ass and <laughs> yeah, shit? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This podcast sucks, but whatever, you know, like, I'm glad. There's got to be, <laughs> there's got to be, there is obviously still many people who, yeah, who do. Um, and I still, I mean, like obviously, uh, you know, if there's, an ass on TikTok, I'll see it. You know, I'll look at it. It's not usually on my feed, but, <laughs> you know, I'm still an enjoyer of that. Yeah. You know? It happens, but, you know, momentarily, story. accidentally. But, you know. <laughs> Facebook uh, reels, sometimes the suggestions they give they can just, be fucking weird. For they me, it can get, get weird. In, yeah. Like, I swear. It's not even stuff I'd be looking at, and they would show, like, they they want to get you <laughs> Snapchat stuff. Are you guys on Snapchat? No. If no, you look at Snapchat right. like not you're like just that. casual part, it's like basically strippers everywhere. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. I guess they know that I'm male and so they just assume I just wanna at every turn that's a big like a big ass and a thong. I mean it <laughs> seriously, that's how it is. No, I try to get a Twitter and my whole Twitter's porn. <laughs> I don't even they, know how to navigate it, but like everything on there is porn, porn, porn. Yeah, you porn. said I'm something like, funny. You said something funny the other day on Facebook. You said like you was trying to like not jerk off so much or something. <laughs> and like there's just so much porn now. Like, bro, that's just a test or whatever. Like <laughs> that's just, that's so true though. Like you try to do something, you can do something in silence and the world will still just like throw it in your face. It's crazy. Oh yeah. You, you know, you're always going to be tested, especially you, you cut weight for a fight or a tournament. <laughs> uh, you're, every time I'm like, all right, I don't start cutting weight. Like my girlfriend come home, I got pizza or I got this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something, or the kids will hit me up, are you going to bring pizza home tonight? So, like, bro, I'm trying to cut weight right now. Or the, this is the worst, this is the worst thing. 
or you are like trying to not jerk off and then TikTok throws you the fattest, juiciest ass you've ever seen. And you're like, don't do it. You're like, no, I'm aware of the statistics of human trafficking that goes into porn. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to look. Stay strong. I, yeah, you gotta stay I strong. I do not like this exploitation of women. I will not look. You got people like Kevin Gates talking about semen retention. I'm like, bro, it doesn't do nothing to me except make me irritable. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. I try to give it up. Like, you guys have sex the day of your fight before fighting? Oh yeah, I will. I will. I would yeah. uh, anytime. Not religiously, but like boxers traditionally would not the day of. Yeah, I back in the day. Yeah, yeah. it's weird though. Not. I really don't even like. I'm so set on the fight. Like typically, like a few days out, I'm I'm so focused on my opponent. I'm not even trying to be doing any type. Of, I don't even want nobody touching me. Like okay. I'm just like yeah. I'll be sitting in my house, just like I'm just ready to go for a week. Like. Month, I'm like that right now. I've I just be waiting for him. I'm I don't even have nothing coming up. I don't even have I haven't committed to nothing. And you're feeling good in the gym, but I'm better than I've better than ever right now for sure. If I if I'm being honest, I'm doing some shit right now. I'm just doing some shit in the gym. I feel like something. I don't know. Like that last fight when my first fight back, I was in the zone. I was killing it. You know what I mean? I was putting in hours and hours. I was like. Like locked in, I can't get locked in for this fight. <laughs> you can't. I, guess cause I can't. Like I've been, I've been eating shitty. I've been trying to. Like when he called me out the Derek's to do the fucking uh, the conditioning class, I was like, oh my god, I'm yeah. not trying. I just want to spar. It's all it was the I, worst day. All I want to do, I ain't trying to get in shape right now. I'm tired. Like I don't know. I've been trying to change up my diet and get new supplements in me and stuff, but like. Right now, I'm just so tired and worn out all the time, I guess, because I got, like, the whole trying to open the gym thing and just I got so much other stuff on my mind. Mm-hmm. And, like, the last guy, you know, everybody's like, you're going to kill him, you're going to kill him. And I'm just like, I'm not going to think that, you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to go out there and just be, like, let my guard down and something yeah. could happen. And then, uh, but I feel like that about this guy, even though I probably shouldn't because he's better than the last dude. Was the last one on the Southern Indiana card? It was the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. this next one's also going to be? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. That seems to be a pretty good promotion going on right now. You guys got to like that. Yeah, he just chants and the other dude just started it up. And yeah. It seems to be going big. Shout out to um, two brothers, Muay Thai. Sounds like you guys enjoy training there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good place to be. Yeah, 509 Oburn, Oburn, yeah, Oburn, Oburn Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it's in Middletown. Like, yeah, yeah, Middletown, right. yep. But like me and Derek, Derek used to, Derek and his brother Sean both trained out there at Real Fighters too, and then they branched off. But yeah, I really like the Dispinet brothers. I always like them. They're rowdy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're gonna and when you show up, you're gonna fucking spar, brother. Like anytime I come, I I yeah. won't be at the gym for like uh my I took my longest break. It was like two months, uh, and I came back and I literally sparred like seven or eight rounds that first fucking day. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, you look great, man." Uh, go spar with this guy. He's got a fight coming up. That's it is the Monday best shit. Was. Monday, I like me and Lingo spar for like <laughs> three or four hours on Sunday. I throw up and did a bunch of pad <laughs> works, like for real, for like four hours. We were going, and so Monday, I was like, uh, I'll just.
just go to the gym, do some drills, and then we get there. He's like, okay, you're sparring. <laughs> and it was like with Jordan and Jacob Hall. And Jacob Hall's yeah. really good. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? he's, and he's doing real well in his fight career. Yeah, he's a beast. And he's, yeah, he's a workhorse. So I'm just yeah. like, man, fuck. Because I know I got <laughs> to move the whole yeah. time. Yeah, you better not sit still. He's like Jordan, you, man. Jordan's kind of out of shape right now, but he still fucking hits hard and kicks hard mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, so. athletic, yeah. But, like, Jacob is just, like, a little fucking workhorse. Like, there, just don't stop. Um, and I'm like, God. There's bro. so many good people up there, bro. Like, Temple. Tem- I think Temple's the best the best in the state. Oh, I, I would. I would put money by yeah. Temple. He's a fucking beast. Dude. Who is that? I'm trying to think of his first name, but his name's Temple. That's his last name. Uh, yeah, I just always call him Temple. But I think <laughs> I think he's the best. Is he big? He's what is he he's t- he's like fairly tall. He's yeah, like one eighty ish. He's like six one, six two. Yeah, okay. But and he can roll too, though. Like he just does. He uh had just joined the military. Like I don't see. I go at noon, so I don't see like a lot of the nighttime people. It's hard okay. for me to train at night, whatever. But uh, yeah, he was he was gone, and I know he come back. But he be rolling and stuff too. I know that. No, I went. Uh, I asked him. I was like, so how would your last fight go? Because I think he just won a belt too. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I just fought five times in the last five weeks or something crazy. I was like, what the fuck? Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, beast. I wish I was still, like, 25. You know what I mean? He's only uh, been with Derek, too, so that's dope. Like, yeah, it would have been, you know, being able to stick with the same person over the years and just building that bond, that's uh, that's so huge. That is huge for sure. Now, it's always good when you have a good coach that, you know what I mean, you relate to and you yeah. can stick with. Hey, and I, I still trust think, Derek, bro. I, I really trust no, that I guy. do, too. Derek yeah, knows no, what the fuck he's doing. I still think it's necessary to branch out mm-hmm. and go because you can learn different shit from different gyms. And he don't care mean? about that shit, though. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like A lot of people have egos around it. And, and you can just cross training. Gym, like, yeah. You know, if somebody wants to fight and be like, hey, I want to come over and get some rounds in. Be like, yeah, cool. Come over. Yeah. That's exactly how it should be. Like, it's dope. No, some gyms, yeah, they have a problem with cross training. Some gyms. If you're an outsider and you come in the spar, they're gonna beat the fuck mm-hmm. out of you. Oh yeah, like you know what I mean. So I just I don't know. I think it's necessary to cross train because back in the day I went I taught a seminar <laughs> for this one dude I forgot his name. It was like Rob Francisco. He was like a hard rock champ back like but this was like 15 years ago. He was teaching a kickboxing class at the Y, and I, he asked me to come do a seminar. I showed up. He was doing some techniques, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then, so I had, like, a whole breakdown, like, kicks and catching them and just doing moves off of it. He couldn't even do, like, a kick, like, where he couldn't, he couldn't do, like, a low kick where he couldn't turn his hip over. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, why are you teaching kickboxing if you can't even kick yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. so I'm teaching it. And there's a girl in there. She thought she was going to be the next Gina Carano. Like, she for real, like, had a bandana. Thought she was the, because she was, like, his star student. Yeah. So, she thought she was going to be, like, the next UFC champ. And then, like, she followed me over to Real Fighters because I went to Real Fighters around the same time. And, like, Lindsay Shear mm-hmm. was a badass. She fought all over she the world. Valentina, she fought everywhere. Yeah, she fought everywhere. <laughs> and she was just whooping everybody. Uh but that girl went over there to Real Fighters and started training out there, and uh, she realized real quick that she wasn't shit. And then it like she got real depressed, like it really fucked up her life. Like she got real depressed, and because she really believed she, you know what I mean. And that's some if you fuck with like the wrong coaches and people 
people will feed some people bullshit and people have that coach loyalty, you know what I mean? And it's just, you can really fuck up lives doing that shit. So yeah. I just think that it was just like, I don't know, it crushed her. Like, like even like people close to her was like, yeah, she's, she's super depressed. She's not doing the shit she usually does. And it was just kind of fucked up. So I think I think everybody should definitely cross train, see what gyms are out there, work with as many people as you can. You know what I mean? Is there anybody in the the MMA community you want to fight? You don't like? Who me? Yeah. Good question, Jacob. Mm. Now would be the time to drop that on our listeners. Yep. Anybody you don't? I don't know. I don't know. I got a. I mean, as far as fighting in my weight class. I would like to fight Jesse Romans if I ever go pro, Ooh. just because he was saying some yeah. shit on Facebook. Yeah, I thought. See, I yeah. thought somebody was saying something. I couldn't remember what name it was. I just needed some verification. So was that? Uh, would that be an MMA fight? I don't know. I'd do kickboxing or whatever. Dang, but yeah. I told him I was like, you could come in and spar with me whenever the gym's open. Well, I love to. I love to be there for that. Because he's saying he could whoop everybody on the fight card. Everybody suck. You know what I mean? He was like, I think I'm shit. better than everybody. And I was like, oh, you do. Well. I know, know people like white classes under you that can rock you. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I I know a couple people too. That'd be exciting. That would be something the local scene would be interested in seeing. I fight him, but I just I think I think he's pro MMA now. Yeah, and I think I think that's a problem with this sport too. Is a lot of MMA people. I'm not even gonna say names because one dude I just reached out to recently. And I was like, bro, don't go pro. And he went pro, lost. But I'm like, most MMA people will have 10 MMA fights, and then they want to go pro. Mm. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if they don't have a winning record, they'll still oh, I have 10 MMA fights and go pro. If you look at boxing, 50 to 100 fights. You look at kickboxing, 50 to 100 fights. Most jiu-jitsu people are doing jiu-jitsu tournament, jiu-jitsu tournament, jiu-jitsu tournament. Wrestlers. Are in matches all through high school, you know what I mean? When yeah. they get out, they're doing matches. Like, I don't know why people do MMA and like, oh, I want to beat a couple people, now it's time to go pro and make what? How much are they making for their pro fights? $500, $1,000 max? You know what I mean? You're still yeah, not making sure. shit that is not, it's not worth nothing. Like, I've had a bunch of people tell me, Marcus, you need to go pro, you need to quit, you know what I mean? But I'm like, no, like, what? Well, it's, yeah. I just feel like it's dumb. You should get your experience in. You should do as many amateur fights as you can before going pro because once you go pro, your record really matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely agree with that. I'd say that's consistent with both uh, Haycraft's approach. Yeah. And also Phil Perkins. Phil yeah. Perkins is yeah. a coach who comes comes to mind when I think of making I mean, sure that sense. you get enough amateur fights before going pro. Yeah. yeah. I agree with it. Like, I agree with it for sure. too. It protects your guys. Like if I had a guy that – I was coaching, like, one of my sons. Like, that's what I want. Like, let's get a – one, like, in your amateur career, you need to face every style mm. possible. Every style Especially possible. Especially if you're doing MMA. You need to do the jiu-jitsu tournaments. You need to yeah. do wrestling. Yeah. You need to do boxing tournaments everything. or Muay Thai. You need, to, you need to do everything individually. Mm-hmm. And at least, like, if I want to build a pro MMA career, at least travel to and fight other good amateurs. Don't just fight just yeah. the ones in your city. Yeah. Like, travel and go fight other ones. You know what I mean? Make sure, like, go find, like, some of the top people and see if you can, you know, see if yeah. you can beat them. If you can beat them, sure. then, you know, make the jump. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. I think it's 
kind of your coach too, your coach's responsibility too to be like, no, you're not ready or whatever. Yeah. Like you need to build experience because like if you go, I don't know, like if you go on pro and you're a white belt and you don't got no jujitsu experience for real and you don't have no boxing matches or kickboxing matches, you should not be going pro. I've been on the fence with a uh, – I don't know if I want to start my kids off with wrestling or jiu-jitsu first. What would you suggest, Marcus? Wrestling. I know. Like It's I'd easy to – yeah. Wrestling I'd probably tough. agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like uh, – And how many reps of competing will they get just like every Saturday? Yeah. Yep. And that mental toughness, wrestlers are just a different my breed. Third, my third son, Tyron, he would, I know he would be – this kid can like – he already has a base at two years old. I swear, I was wrestling with him. He was doing something. I was like, "There's no way, there is no way he was doing it." I was like, "He's he's for for sure." I said I had two of them that's gonna fight for sure. And it's my oldest, and I don't know my youngest one. He's too young. I don't know. He's a beast though. He's so big. You I'm should like, try to put try to like push him around, see how he reacts. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm right just now uh, Keenan's about to get started. <laughs> how old is he? Five months. He's eight months old. Okay, nine okay. months. Uh, I mean, they're boys. If a couple of them start. The other ones are probably going to follow. Yeah, soon. I think that's yeah. the case. Like, the Fergusons have, I think, four sons, and one of them's gay who did, wasn't interested, but the other three yeah. are just, they're all fighters. Yeah, and, like, yeah, well, busted, I, like they can push each other. You know, they're going to be talking shit. I like know, I'm family. like, maybe I should just make my own team, and it's just all my kids <laughs> just whooping ass. Be like a basketball dad that raised up all of his kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm the, the fight version. No, I wish. Like, my daughter, she's she's really good, but. She just don't train enough, and she just started to train a lot more and then rolled her ankle. Like, we thought it was broke. She just went to the hospital, like, two days ago, which sucks. She's 14? Yeah. Um, and what what type of training had she done? She's done – I've just done, like, Muay Thai with her mainly. Through, mostly uh, at home. Yeah, mostly at home, yeah. And uh, – but she's, like she's – just, she's just, like, a different – a different type of breed of person. Like, I always feel like like she was like the kid that was just like the easiest. She wasn't wild. She wasn't crazy. She just was like the go with the flow, like good kid. Even like my sister there, they was like, I thought all kids were going to be like you, and they're not. <laughs> you know? Like you were wild fighting people and shit. Yeah. But like she just, I don't know, she like taught herself how to speak Korean and taught herself how to write Korean and like she makes straight A's at school. She does acting. Damn. She's just like a workhorse that just like over excels. What like school she got to? She goes to No right now. And she's that's a feeder to, for Manual? Yep. She's trying to get into Manual. I got a daughter at Manual. Crush cool. Yeah, it's hard to get in there. Yep. So she's trying to, I think she's going over everything to get in there. She's done acting classes since awesome. she was little awesome. she's done That's training like and she's really good like she's i'm not just saying she's good but she's good and she like really she really stuck to a schedule and really pursued it she would be really good yeah like for sure and she hits and kicks really fucking hard <laughs> that is, yeah that's the cool dope. part yeah uh your kids gotta know how to fight that's like man like Man, yeah. That's just at the end of the day, like, I want my kids to do like that, like, a lot of different stuff. And I actually want my kids to uh, experience living abroad. Like, I want us to, when my kids get older, I want us to go fly anywhere. And I want them to see culture. I want them to see more than what's just here. It's just life-changing. I want to go anywhere. I don't care. Like, you know, obviously places, I'm not going to go to fucking middle of Afghanistan. No offense. <laughs> but... Go to Yemen right now where everyone's <laughs> starving. You know, I don't know. What's his name? Who's that one dude? Henry Rollins. 
Yeah. He was talking about, he was like, I just go to the worst places. Like, if somebody says this place is horrible, don't go there. He was like, I'll go there. And he was like, you know what? He was like, all the places, I've never got shot or stabbed anywhere besides the U.S. He was like, he was like, <laughs> Dang, you might got he was like some of the places in the U.S. are worse than some of these other places. Because everybody's got other. guns and shit. Yeah, everybody. Every, yeah. Maybe people, some people say it's bad to keep you away from it. It's actually just paradise. We've just been dodging it. Yeah. But maybe if you actually go to Tijuana, you won't come back. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching this special on Anarchy on Netflix, and it, they created this like little anarchist colony in Mexico. Everything was fine. Seemed cool. I like the idea of anarchy, no like no government. Seemed yeah. cool as shit. Boy, the guy who put it together did end up getting killed. Because he was trying to sell a little bit of weed. You can't do that in Mexico. The cartels <laughs> oh, like fucking kill you immediately. Was if you're video? No. Where the two dudes pull up like down the down the road and the cartel pulls up in the truck and they all jump out with like ARs and shit. And they're like, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. God. They're like freaking out. It's a different like, uh, I, That shit can be there, pretty man. wild, I think. I have a friend who drove across the border into Mexico, I think from Texas. And within 10 minutes, he got um, just people with big machine guns just basically opened up. and Didn't point the guns at him. But like, just open your car and just start taking everything out, all his equipment, everything. Just stole all his shit. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Nothing. They've got machine guns. Yeah, yeah. Got powerful over there, man. It's crazy. But when I went to Thailand, it was just a whole paradigm shift completely. Was everybody like, nice? I mean, yeah, but nobody. Every taxi said, "Hello, foreigner. I speak English." And nobody. I went over like twenty one. Like I was still a fucking kid. Like I ain't. I barely left the West End at that time. Like, I was West End, Derby City, mainly. I don't know. It was like, it was, I, I should have went over by myself. I know that because, like, I had a panic attack in the airport. I, like, I was like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get to the camp. I tried to, like, use the phone there, and it didn't take American money. I didn't even know how to exchange my money for time money. Like, at the time, like, after I finally found the dude that was supposed to pick me up, and I went to the Thai gym, and there were some people from, like, Europe that spoke English. So they were, like, giving me the game and teaching me, like, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need, there's an internet cafe over here, there's this here. They were showing me everything I needed to do, you know what I mean? But, like, before that, when I just got over there, I didn't know what to do. Like, I sat in the airport, and it was, like, an hour past my pickup time, and I was about to, like, for real start crying and have a panic attack because I was like, don't nobody speak English, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I was scared to death. Yeah, that would be crazy. It was, it, it was, and then... When I got in the fucking car, like, luckily, dude stayed around until I found them, and I got in that car, and they drive fucking crazy. Like, if you ever watch videos of Taz <laughs> yeah, driving yeah. in taxis, I was scared. I was looking for my seatbelt. I kept reaching. Dude's like, no, no. You Just, like, real aggressive that. drivers? Like, they don't give a fuck if they rack and stuff? They will go, <laughs> like, like, New Yorkers this. are kind of like that, I think. But they'll, like, merge, like, right next to a car, and this car will start going in the other lane, and then... Just crazy wild. shit going on. Yeah. And they have like three-year-old kids on the front of their mopeds riding through like traffic swerving <laughs> in and out of cars and shit. And you're like, bro, what the fuck is this? Lifestyle is crazy. It's crazy. Just But just going over and just seeing that they were poor and still so fucking happy, I guess because of Buddhism. It was just like real. It was like wild to me because I always, I mean, I grew up poor, but I feel like they grew up more poor than I actually was like. All their money went to meals. They couldn't, like, they weren't, like, you know what I mean? They had, like, the craziest show, uh, clothes and shoes and all that shit. But it was just, like, man, like, this, it, like, really humbled me, opened my eyes to a lot. Like, it was a it was a life-changing experience for real. Jacob, you've traveled overseas a little bit in the military? Yeah. I'm 
<clears throat> yeah, I definitely. I, my whole like way I've seen the world change whenever I deployed. I I turned twenty one over there, like, and I I was like when we went over there, I actually like did like good stuff, like give the community blankets, like give I would be giving the kids. I'd be one of those soldiers giving the kids water and candy and stuff like that. I di- <laughs> I didn't go over there trying to like fuck people up. I didn't want any of that. But there were some people. There. Yeah, it was like that, that, that too. Were, but were like, like um, bragging about shooting people and shit. Yeah, all that. The, to be honest, there's like a lot of stuff that even like when we was coming home, they was like, "Don't be talking about any of this type of shit." What's that? When we were coming home? Yeah, like uh, you- there was stuff that'd be going on like when we was over there in theater, whatever, and they would be like, "Hey." Oh, when you're on your way back to the United States, yeah, like, they were saying, "Hey guys, don't ever fucking talk about there, that again." Yeah, yeah, like don't. Like there's yeah, and I won't like I definitely won't because I don't trust. Them no, I don't blame you I at all. I don't try trust. To not get killed or something. I mean, yeah, uh, I'd prefer not to get killed. When you, shit, and who knows? I mean, but I believe that that sounds. But yeah, sounds I, pretty do, I just uh seen the world differently. Like it definitely humbled me in a lot of different ways. Like uh, I I really actually came back caring about people more, and it actually made me. It, it made the world difficult for me though. Because not everybody's, not a lot of people is like that way anyways. And not a lot of the guys that deploy come back how I changed. Mm. I changed in a very positive way, actually. Um, Yeah, and I I don't know, man. Like, I, I was definitely thankful seeing that. Going to Afghanistan for a year and some change was the most important thing that happened in my life. As far outside of my kids and stuff, like my learning experience-wise. Mm. Because... I was la- I was doing all this stuff, and sometimes I've even now I'm like, damn, I wouldn't mind going back, mm. because, and I hated the military. I hated a lot of stuff about it, but I made some great relationships. And man, I was over there like we'd be playing cards and stuff, and not even worried about what we're actually in, and that we're worried about. I don't know, like it, it's such a unique perspective on the on the world, like. You need to. That's why I was like, when I want to take my kids, I want them to see everything. I want them to see the so world. In a similar way, you guys could be sitting there playing cards in yeah, Afghanistan, there, like, and then those same people—not the same people, but in Thailand, people could be chilling there with nothing. Somewhat, in, somehow enjoying something. Yeah, like in two just entirely you're different situations. And you're yeah. sitting here like, enjoying but two your different time. types of worst. Because if they're poor as fuck in Thailand, which I assume. It was weird. Like you walk down the street and I see like kids running barefooted, and then chickens running by them in like little shacks, and then right across the street there would be a mansion. Like it, and mansions over there was like just the architecture. It looked like a fucking castle. And like I saw this, like this one house had like five big SUV BMWs, and like in the driveway, and like two big ass rock Rottweilers, and then a big ass like three story. Like, fucking castle-looking building. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. And then right down the street, there's little kids running barefooted, living, like, in a shack. And then there's dogs running the street. It was kind of yeah. wild, for real. But, like, when I went, every like, it was, like, a dollar equaled $44 over there. 44 bot was $1. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, but does it, that then purchase quite a bit there, 44 yeah. would be Okay, so you're kind of rich. Though. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Exchange rates are yeah. difficult to, like, there's, you know... Because you got to say, well, this transfers to a lot of those, but then is that worth shit? So, but you're saying if you brought fifty bucks here to Thailand, you'd be kind of rich. Mm-hmm. Like taxi rides, I'd be in a taxi for thirty minutes, 
And they would try to hustle you. They they would try to like fuck with the meters or they something. They did that to me in Mexico. But it was like after they hustle you, you're only spending two more dollars on the taxi ride. So I think like for like a thirty minute taxi ride it's probably two dollars and then they try to hustle you for a dollar or two dollars too. Which if I was here, I'd be spending way more plus tipping. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I didn't care to get hustled sometimes, you know what I mean? I'd be like, Here, you got some extra money or whatever. Yeah. Respect that. Well, guys, I really appreciate you both coming on. Um, it was a good time. For yeah, sure. I know kind of random. We didn't have a specific, <laughs> other than for me to uh, tout how much I love Andrew Tate. Yeah. yeah. Other than that. We didn't get into what that one important conversation. but <laughs> What was the important conversation? Um, because we didn't get to talk about if we was going to let our kids say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both and light-skinned yeah. African-Americans, right? Yeah, it's a very... Um, so then your kids... If you're having with white women, yeah. both of you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I Your did. kids are then even more pretty white. much white. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, especially my, my oldest two, they look just like me. And they actually, my oldest two, they get darker than me. Okay. Interesting. And so, but JJ, he got straight ass hair. The dude looks, honestly, like if I went to Thailand, people would think he's like, I. we go like to restaurants and stuff. People are like, is he Filipino? And like, really? no, Asian I won't do that. Like they really, either way. So JJ off the table anyways. Keenan's the only one that I would be like, you could get away with it. Yeah, see, Liam, like, you're brown. You're like, yeah, you're yeah. Brown. But Lily thinks she's brown. <laughs> I don't know what she was. She was like, I'm not white. I'm like, bro, you look white. She's like, I'm brown. Yeah. But, like, because I, I try to stop saying the N-word. Like, I don't. Like, yeah, I try yeah. To, I don't say it that much I either. try not to say it. If I'm around niggas, I say it. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Facts. I'll say it. I try yeah. not to say it. But, like, I, I'll say it at home, too, if I'm just, like, if I'm around my kids and shit, if yeah. I'm just home and I'll say it, you know what I mean? I'll just say it. But, <laughs> and they're curious about it, too. But they're like, is that, but Lily's always like, is that a bad word? And I was like, it's kind of, nah, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah, but no, nah, no. Nah, just yeah. you have to pay attention to who's saying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I got one With the context son. and all that. I got right? one son. He definitely could not ever say it. <laughs> He Probably got blonde shouldn't. hair, blue eyes. Uh, Tyra, he never, if he said it, <laughs> yeah, he might. They'd be like, that's a hate crime, son. I still have uh, white people, uh, though, come trying to say shit, say it to me. And I'm just like, bro, like, if I'm trying to stop saying it yeah, myself, yeah. why are you? So you'll have, like, um, maybe more, like, urban white guys yeah. who say it to you? Yeah. Yep. I got some friends you, that will drop it. I'll be like, bro, what? You call, do you call them out on it? Sometimes. Okay. sometimes. It's weird. Like, people don't understand how it is living life half but black, But they'll be like, it's white, Marcus. Bro. Marcus don't care. Yeah. You know Actually, I, mean? I want to rip your head off, but it's, like, happened so many times. Like, I just can't even. I can't fight everybody who says a fucking N-word. You know? I can't. I literally can't. I've done that. I lived that life my whole, uh, uh, from, what was it, first grade to high school, like, uh, 18 years old or whatever. I fought every kid. Anybody ever said anything racist, I beat the shit out of them. Really? It was exhausting. Because you grew up in a white area. Yeah, yeah. Right? And yeah. And so, with me, I always say the N-word. And when black people try to discredit me, call me the white boy, this and that, I'm like, that, okay, listen, okay, I live this life yeah, as a black happens. man. Yeah, that happens too. Like, I live yeah. this life as a black man. What's like, the, I, I've been called the worst shit. What's the meanest and thing I stand on darker-skinned like, African-Americans have said to you guys? Like, hey. Don't uh, be don't be me, ca- don't be claiming you're black. They call me cracker. I went to uh, one of the first units I was in. Whenever I went over to uh, Afghanistan. Oh, what's up, cracker? I was like, why? Do you, first off, I don't even know who you are. Just a black be, guy was saying that to me. I ended up uh, choking him out. 
Uh, I used to skateboard. Me and him was wrestling. We, we, I used way. to skateboard in the West End wearing corn shirts and shit. Like, <laughs> think, think, yeah. Like, you're the all black. Like, Why are you dude? on that white shit? Why are you doing that white shit? Yeah. But then I've had other friends like, damn, just I can just be myself. Fuck. Like, I'll smack you, you turn pink. Like, yeah. just shit like that. Man, this is a struggle, light. bro. But Kelly be trying to say I'm light. So which fuck y'all, I'm going to say the N-word. I am lighter than I used to be just because I worked third shift <laughs> for like the last 15 years. But if you spend some time in the sun for a while, you get a little bit. Yeah, I'll get yeah. dark if I start. Yeah. Now that I'm back off of, I quit my job. I'm going in. So. Yeah, I'm going to take more beach trips and stuff, too, so I can really get my. I've just got my winter coat on right now. I get pretty yellow. But Plus, if you had, uh, I've got hit on, too, by, like, black girls and be like, what race are you? I'd be, like, white and black. And they'll be like, ugh. Yeah. Why? Because like, they find out that you're a little bit black? No, yeah. They think. Yeah. They thought like, you were just white? No, they'd be like, oh, I thought you were Dominican or something. Oh, yeah, I get that a lot, man. Okay, okay. I get that, I get that a lot. And, uh, I mean, obviously Puerto Rican. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I can see how I people get the disappointment anytime I'd let somebody know I'm just We're black and white. They'd be like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck, that sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oh, I was expecting something exotic. Damn. Exciting. You, honestly, you probably got a pretty fucked up life, bud. <laughs> Yeah. You both probably have encountered many people confusing you for other ethnicities. Oh, yeah. 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 I What's had this Hawaiian girl. She legit thought I was Hawaiian. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm not. I went but... with it, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 at the time. Yeah. Nah. Can't be. <laughs> Good times, though. <laughs> it, it depends, yeah. What is the most common thing you're both... Conf- ethnicity you're both confused for? Like what? Like, most common... If someone... Try, tries to get Samoan because okay. I look just like Lingo. It, okay, Mama would definitely be like Mexican. Okay, sure. like Cause Hispanic. Because yeah. everybody like when I, I went to the mm. fights with Lingo, everybody's like, "Is that your brother?" Like, yeah, oh, yeah. What's that? Chance was like, "I thought that was your little brother." What? Not, not Egyptian, but uh, Arabic. I don't know something like I. You should have seen the whenever I went over Afghanistan, the uh, men over there they they loved me, dude. They thought it was the most handsome thing in the world. The men over there? It did? was really good for my confidence. Yeah, the Is men. That? Yeah, they really love me. I appreciate those guys. And I hope they're doing beheaded. well. <laughs> they get beheaded. I mean, they probably, I mean, yeah. They, you can't be acting that way. You're right. Yeah. I love that you understand the laws over there. But I hope, that, hope they're good. There's a bunch of truck drivers out there that we had to go check. It was, it was just, honestly, it's funny how we went out there. Like, we had to go search these guys. And I always like to be like, the chill guy and like not scare him and shit, but I'd be fucking around with him too though. Like they come close to me, like oh whoa whoa whoa, like stupid shit like so, that. So the <laughs> police in Afghanistan for their local government, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Those are the people you'd be interacting with. Uh, those and they have guns and shit, kind of for, like maybe whoa whoa back up. <laughs> is that what you said? Can I even say that on air? No, it's just the truck drivers, whatever. Okay. No, when I went to Thailand, they were like, "You, you hip hop." You hip hop? Like, you a rapper. rapper? Are you a rapper? Yeah, yeah. Is that what they're saying? I don't know what they were saying. <laughs> but like the one dude at the camp, he was one of the coaches. Every morning he would turn up rap music and be out there like waiting for me to come out, just like playing, blasting like Tupac and shit. And he would know the words to like Tupac songs. But he didn't know how to speak English at all. But and he knew those words. How the fuck are you singing the words and you don't? And then there was this dude from Australia and he kept calling me Ice Cube. He's like, I'm going to call Ice Cube. Ice Cube, you ready? It was kind of annoying because every day is like train. He would be like, like we were training at six a.m. Right? He'd be there like five fifty-five. You up training? Come on, you up? Like, bro, leave me alone. 
Yeah. All right, Kelly. Sorry. We, yeah. No we problem. Went on a, we good went episode. On a roll again. No, that was that was a lot of fun. Before we wrap <laughs> things up, do you guys have anything you'd like to say? Closing words of wisdom, maybe. Anything? Oh shit. Since I'm active, anybody don't like me, come fight me. Ooh, Ooh I like that, man. I don't have anybody to call out though. Before uh, I get too old. Damn, I wish I had somebody to call out. But yeah, I don't really have nobody. <laughs> especially maybe Jamel. You want to call Jamel out? I miss him. Yeah, I like yeah, to, uh, to be honest. I like to train with him sometimes. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much. I also want to thank Muay everyone. Thai. Shout out. Oh, I'm sorry. Two brothers Muay Thai. Brothers yep. Muay Thai. What's the address again? What was that? That road. Five hundred nine Burn Avenue. Okay. I think. I think it's five hundred nine. You guys both seem to. Yeah, five hundred nine Burn yeah, Avenue. Yeah. Four hundred two two three. I'm actually uh, doing the noon classes next week on Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. I'm gonna be opening that bitch. I'll probably have my grand opening probably around summer. Oh, wow. Oh, so yeah, it's that, it's that eminent. Yeah, yeah. Barry Boulevard. Like, right now, I'm just trying to figure out. There's so much shit to figure out. Is that 40215? It's uh, Barry. What is it? South 1432. 1432, Barry Boulevard, 40215. Okay, okay. Yep. Um, very cool. All That's right. Boys and Girls Foundation. Dub. Does it have it, is it has a specific name already? Yeah, the uh, nonprofits Lost Boys and Girls Foundation. Uh, the gym, I think I want to name it the Southside Compound. Okay. So, yeah. So, hopefully, we can get some shit rolling this year. All right. Well, once again, Jacob, Marcus, thank you both for coming on. Also, want to yeah. thank everyone for tuning in. We'll have another episode out soon. Thank you. Thank you.